You're listening to Welcome back to the Korean Drama Podcast. I am Steve here with Kathy and Kim to discuss many things. Um, amongst, like what? Like episode 15 of Ito in Class. But before we get to that, I forgot to mention something that happened last month. Mention it. It's, Do it's, it. It's been, it's, it's, it's kind of, okay. So if you're Korean, chances are very, very likely that you use an app, a messaging app called Kakao Talk. It's like the Korean messaging messaging app. Um, and sometimes you get these sponsored links that pop up, and I clicked on one by accident. And um, it was for a um, a fan meeting, a meet and greet, a virtual meet and greet with none other than our favorite Roy Bullcut. What? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, hey, well, why not? You know, maybe I can um, maybe I can virtually meet him and then, I don't know, uh, have him join our podcast. That would be amazing. I would See, love that. That's so kind and generous of you that if you won this meet and greet, you would use it for the greater good of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I got lucky and he was like, who are you, Steve Lim? And I was like, uh, just a Korean drama podcast host. And uh, would you like to join us? So... Just kidding. I'm I'm so sorry. Oh. I was I really confused I, for a minute. I was like, I, this would be so crazy if I, you forgot to tell us <laughs> that you had I started getting really won. excited. I got excited for the fantasy that I was... But here's the thing. There really was a fan meeting. But get this. I, I, I accidentally joined the, this, this virtual chat room. And I even took a screenshot. There's 474 other people who joined when the actual meet and greet wasn't supposed to happen for another uh, 1,372 minutes later. Uh. It's supposed to be the Park Sojun debut 10th anniversary fan meeting scheduled for 2021, May 16th. Um, so it passed. May 16th. Uh, however, when I look at the calendar, uh, May 16th is a Sunday, but then this flyer, this, this digital ad says Saturday, <gasps> 6 p.m. <gasps> How could you screw that up? Whoever made this ad? Probably someone like Assistant Kim who keeps messing up on the job. <laughs> Yikes. Someone bikes. majorly screwed up. They mixed up the date that they said one date. But then they confuse people by saying that it's going to be on Saturday when it's on the Sunday, according to the date. Did they mean like, like Saturday? Like, because I know like Korea is the day ahead of us, right? Is that how it maybe got messed up? Or is uh, it assumed if you're doing cacao talk that you're in Korea? I mean, either way, it's it's confusing on all ends, isn't it? Yeah, somebody messed Saturday up. is Saturday, no matter where you are. In the world, it's still going to be May 15th as Saturday. Oh, but this gosh. says May 16th as Saturday, which is not true. Well, an oversight with huge consequences. Huge, huge consequences. I got to say, though, Steve, I'm happy you didn't book it because I would feel so bad if he came on. Like, I feel like we would have to, like, scrub all the previous <laughs> episodes of me shitting on his haircut. <laughs> yeah, but we've seen again, Kathy, we've seen time and time again that. The haircut is the, uh, uh, the choice from the um, from the uh, webtoon. Yes, that's not his real hair. I yes. mean, it's probably his real hair, but that's not his choice. No, that's yeah. not his choice. Roy, real Roy. What's his name, Steve? Park Sojun. Park Sojun has a lot better taste than that. He does. We've seen it. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. that if we had him on, I think he'd be alarmed. I mean. I wonder how his English is. I'm sure it's better than my Korean. We'd find a bridge somewhere in the middle to work it out. Yeah, you're the bridge, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bridge I mean, I was, is Steve Lim. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking we would all find some sort of halfway ground between 
English and Korean or something. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I, I made flashcards for the numbers. Um, so I don't think I'm in a position to have a conversation with a native Korean speaker. Well, unless he is- wants to talk about the numbers. Uh huh. You could point to his haircut, his hair, and then be like, number one. One. No, no, no. As in no. number one worst? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number one worst. The and best. this is a question that I had uh-huh. for later in the episode, too. And it's like not really related to the episode, but it is related to numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a numbers episode. Ooh. Okay. Lots of numbers. To start, this is episode Sheep Bif- O. Sheep O. Is that right, Steve? Sheep O. Yes. Sheep O. That's 15. Yeah. Or are you going to use the other numbers? No, that's what I was actually mulling over right now in my head. Well, that was my question for later in the episode. And for those of you who aren't in basic A, like I am, uh, there's there's different, there's two sets of numbers. And Kathy, I'm very curious if this is also true of, you're shaking your head. You're like, this is not true of Japanese. No. To my knowledge, it is not. <laughs> the, in, in Korean, there's two sets of numbers. And when I was little, I had this book um, of Korean numbers. And the numbers were the same that I believe you also learn in a Taekwondo class, which is like, Hana, do, set, net, toso, yoso. That's all the numbers I remember. Well, one of them's um, called the cardinal numbers, right? I think that's the cardinal numbers because what I'm learning in my class is Sino, Sino-Korean numbers, which is il, i, sam, sa, and that was one through ten. Ooh. I think. I <laughs> gotta get my flashcards. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Just rolled on. Anyway, the reason that I asked is because later in the episode, and I guess we'll we'll condense all the number talk here so that if you're not interested in this, you can just fully skip ahead. But uh spoiler alert, if you didn't watch the episode, watch the episode. Uh, when they're putting Roy into the ambulance, they go, Hana, do, set. Yeah. And I was like, when do you use those numbers and when do you use the Sinocrant numbers? And why are there two sets of numbers? Is this part of like, d- like colonization? Or is this just like people are you know trying what? to trick me because I'm trying to do a good job? Yes, it's the world conspiring. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But just like, you know, give me a little bit of notice. We like to see you in the struggle. That's what it is, Kim. My God, okay. Well, it seems mean for everyone in the whole world to want to see me in the struggle. But I suppose if that's the agreement. (laughs) The show is called Kim Vision. Oh, God. (gasps) But then you're creating it. So you're the one orchestrating everyone being against you. Oh, Oh, shit, hold up. I'm not that far in it. Oh. oh no! Wait, wait, wait! No, you know wait, what? I already no, got, I already it's been out for a few months. You know, I don't feel bad about that. Fine, damn! You brought it up. You brought it up. Cruel, cruel world. Wow! This is why I don't I go online anymore. Didn't catch on that we just heard a spoiler until oh, until I mentioned it. Until you mentioned, I mean, I've not, I've not seen it. What? I'm not gonna see Again, it. It's very the, the good. The whole point is to make it. your life more difficult, Kim. Wow. Okay. Can't even enjoy a. Marvel TV show. Damn. Gotta um, stay on your toes on the Korean drama podcast because one minute we're talking about numbers and you're like, God, when's this conversation going to be over? And the next minute we've yeah. got you with a spoiler for another you never TV know. show. You never know what we're going to spoil for you. I really don't feel bad about it because you brought it up. <laughs> Kathy, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Also, because, like you said, it's been out for a bit. Shit. Do we need to put a spoiler? We need to rewind and then put the spoiler, insert the spoiler alert. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. If you're listening to our podcast, you're probably, you've already, you already know what's going to happen. You already watched WandaVision another time. You're hip. You're with it. You've seen WandaVision and you've also seen this episode. Yeah. You just like to listen to us flounder around and try to make erroneous guesses about what's going to happen in the plot mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in by the way <laughs> yeah. thanks for tuning in to the korean numbers podcast korean numbers podcast hold on it's funny you say uh, what'd you call them sino what sino korean numbers sino korean no wait numbers. is that kind of am i saying this right this is I, I thought that's chinese based 
Steinmetz? I thought the numbers were called cardinal versus ordinal. I now mean, they're naming it something else? That could be. Maybe I'm making that up. I'm truly pulling up this. Because we have the same thing in every language. Japanese has it. English has it. <laughs> Different numbers? One, two, three versus first, second, third. Versus each oh. Nissan versus. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called Sino-Korean numbers. I don't know why. Why is it even called that? I lied to you, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Again, stay on your toes, Kim. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, I guess I have to, but I'm wearing Crocs. Oh, the best way to stand. So comfy. Not on your toes, though. Very flimsy for that. Do your toes go through the hole in the Crocs? No. You're touching no, the bare no, floor? No, of course not. <laughs> okay. Of course not. Well, any- that makes a lot more sense because if you're saying first, second, third, or you're saying one, two, three, then it makes more sense that the ambulance, uh, the paramedics would be saying one, two, three to lift. Whereas when we're talking about the date or the number, episode, I'm talking about yeah. this is the 15th episode. This is yeah, the exactly. sheeple episode. Yes, yes. Mm. So yep. that makes that makes more sense. And I didn't even have to pay Steve $80 to learn <laughs> that. Damn, and I won't do it either, Steve. You already You're, gave me the information uh, for free. Ha! What is your teacher? What are you paying your teacher? I mean, I'm. I assume that that the the, that the organization is paying the teacher because I only paid eighty dollars for twelve weeks of class because it's subs- it's subsidized by the Korean government. That is very cheap. This do is an advertisement that- for the class, and they they have been having it through um through Zoom. So there's people in my class that's not located in Los Angeles. Oh, hmm. But still, questionable teacher if uh, they didn't even explain this kind of To be fair to difference. the teacher, I did miss a couple of classes, so she might have explained it in the classes, oh. but it's not in the slides, which I was using to catch up. Mm. Oh. So, mm. to be fair to my teacher. Gotta be Korean fair. class must be learned live in a live setting, whether it's online Zoom or in person. I mean, I truly think that for me to really learn Korean, I must go to Korea and then just... Try my best. Yep. Or just best way. We can cut this out, but I saw I read an article about a guy who just like surrounded himself with um Japanese media for three months. Like so, just watch Japanese movies. Just what listen to Uh Japanese books. Like started from zero and then became fluent in three months. What? So you just have to, but you have to like cut yourself off, and you're like, this is all I'm gonna consume. And you won't understand it at first because I tried. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, what was I watching recently? Like, I can't remember. It was some sort of an interview with BTS, who I I guess I'm a fan of, but I didn't know I was a fan on the level of watching an interview with them. Learning this right now as I'm saying it. But one of them was saying that they uh, learned English by like watching TV, which I know a lot of people who learn English do or learn another language do. It's like watching TV. but. They talk so fast in Korean dramas that I'm like, I, and I imagine it sounds like we speak fast and like that American TV speaks fast or English speaking TV speaks fast. You can slow it down on Netflix. But usually I have to speed it up on Netflix as I have mismanaged my time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different problem. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. You you know, I watched. Did you guys see the Friends reunion? I did not. No. I'll, I'm gonna let me spoil it for you. Uh, oh, good. Please do. One of the guests. Uh, well, not. I guess one of the guests. Say, they have guests. Um, kind of commenting on how they grew up watching Friends and BTS. Um, what's his name? Um, RM, Rap Monster, the most fluent English speaker. He was like, yeah. Friends is how I started learning English. Okay, so maybe that's where I maybe that's where I saw I was reading stuff about the friends, the friends thing. Oh. The friends reunion. And maybe that's where I heard about like the member of BTS learning English through TV. Maybe that was it. It's a common thing though, that for sure. You know. People downplay how TV is uh, a great learning place. I mean yeah. questionable, I suppose. Well, Korean dramas are a great learning place. Yes, they are. <laughs> Episode sheeple. Here we go. Here we go. What a segue. What a segue. Here we are. Have we lost you yet? Well, we'll get you back. Because we'll let me tell you, it's it's dramatic. We'll get you back. Get you back. 
If you didn't come for those two dulcet tones. Oh my gosh. Well, you are a lost cause. Some people some people listen to podcasts while they're like relaxing or trying to fall asleep. Can't imagine ours is one of them. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. We wake up. You listen to ours when you want to get angry. Mm -hmm. That's right. When you want to K rage, we're here for you. Well, Roy has been hit by the car, as we remember from last episode. Yes, and which we do because they felt the need to replay it again at the yes. top of this episode. GoPro attached to his wrist. I to mean, make sure we can come on. Feel every little bump on the hill. Really puts you in the scene. Oh, and it's also confirmed that the mob boss is there, so he's aware of this hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gunsu does like a couple of really smart things while he's in like panic mode, which good for him. He calls the police. And calls Sung Gwan for help mm-hmm. as he's about to be hit and gets hit in the head with a bat. <laughs> and he is really like, I'm impressed at this moment. Like, like, Gunsu is really sacrificing himself. He's really putting himself on the line here. And what I think is very funny is that Sung Gwan on the other end of the line is like not reacting at all. He's no. just like, he's like, hello, hello. <laughs> Look, he's not the spiciest kimchi ba- jar on the shelf. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa. I, I have to disagree. Sungwon, I could see that he suspects something's happening. He's like, something's strange. Something's afoot. I think he gets there, but in the beginning, he's definitely like, hmm, weird call. <laughs> That's the vibe I got, too. <laughs> Let weird me finish call. closing out the register. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out how um, it seems to be a recurring theme that if you're like a goon doing bad things, you don't seem to have an understanding of how to destroy digital evidence. Uh, whether oh, it's yeah, my God. Can we get to that? Because that's great. Oh, we're going to get to that. Okay. Does every Korean person just has, have access to public security footage? Like, I would like to get to this as well. So let's. Uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't even think about that part. You're right. So uh, later, Sung Kwan realizes that Yuso has been kidnapped because he pulls stills from like the security camera footage from the hospital but like how does he have access to that yeah i don't i don't know very good question i kind of assumed he threatened whoever was behind the desk oh but that's just in my mind clearly that's not or thinking out loud here i wonder if um the hospital at this point has any amount of questions themselves. I hope they do that. One of their patients has just vanished into thin air. Yeah. But even so, why give it to Sung Kwan? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, mean, it seems I, like don't, everyone's I don't very know. Loosey goosey with information here. Like, I have yeah, no he's, not, he's not immediate family. They weren't allowing friends or visitors before. Right. And I don't want to, you know, Hospital workers are very tired. They're very overworked. But I was just like, how did this man come up with this these pictures? I had that exact same question. I have no idea. I mean, on the flip side, the, the gangsters who were beating up poor Kunsu and Roy, they think that if you just step on a dash cam... With your foot. Oh, is that what that was? I was like, is this a uh, film canister? Like, I thought it was like a vape. Oh. A vape? <laughs> no smoking, smoking allowed. Smoking and bad vaping is very bad, you guys. My contract is to kill you, not to let this vape kill you. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no. Dash cam. That was a dash cam. A dash cam. <laughs> Which I highly, highly encourage you to get. If you do not have a dash cam in this day and age, there, you can get a great one for less than $100. Get one. That are, that's based on a capacitor rather than lithium-ion because lithium-ion, when it gets warmed up by the sun, it, it melts the battery and not good for it. That's my little plug for dash cams. Um, What's a dash cam for in case somebody gets hit in a hit and run with your car and yeah, you hit them with ca- your car? In case life happens on the road and then, you know, some asshole tries to ditch the scene of the crime. Interesting. 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 I see. I have a dash cam as well. But yeah, everyone in Korea has a dash cam for the most part. I was wondering, it seems so strange that now knowing what it was that they had went on hand, but I guess, well, you would think that like a mobster who like routinely does shady stuff would be like, I don't need this. Right. And not, and not, uh, not have something like that where somebody could possibly like, uh, hack it remotely or something, you know, like all you need to do is 
take out the memory card from the dash cam and you should focus on that, worry about that evidence rather than physically trying to destroy the camera. There's a lot People of questions are, I have. There, Yeah. And they're moving questions. real quickly. You know, they don't have, uh, it takes a lot of fine motor skills to like open the little door where the, mm-hmm. first you have to remember where You're is the right. memory card located? Open the little door, click it. It won't come out. Click it. It won't come out. Use your fingernail to click it and it comes out and then you have to snap it and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, might be easier. Or, or you know what? Just toss it into the lake. That's Doesn't true. that destroy electronics? Look, Probably. people are not acting logically this episode. You're right. It is wild. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> but it's a tall the... order to act rationally in this scenario. I guess so, but you're a mob. This is your profession. I mean, come on, do your job, you know? But in any case, they load up Gunsu with Yuso and they leave Roy to die. But he doesn't. He doesn't Oh, wait, die. wait. I want to go back. Wait, is this... Wait. Mm, am I skipping ahead? I at the risk of skipping ahead, I have to include this that Gunwan is standing over Roy. I think this is right before they leave. Gunwan is because yeah, because the cops are coming because Gunsu has called the cops. Um, the cops are coming, and they're everybody's loading up into the cars to leave. And Gunwan is standing over Roy, and he's like, "I feel like I've seen this before." And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Well, like truly the. The carceral system of Korea has failed. If Gunwon has left jail being like, I know whose fault this all is. Roy. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Oh. And, and to think we were singing the praises of the Korean prison system. Yeah. Turns so, out. I mean, yeah. There, there's flaws everywhere. Truly. Not perfect. Yes. Well, Roy is rushed to the hospital and... Kong finds out about it through a news report, but Kong is also, like, on a serious-looking date with Detective O, right? And Kong at, also at has a cafe. product placement Samsung handphone, the folding... Galaxy Z Flip. Oh. Galaxy Z Flip! <laughs> I was checking that. I was like, damn, so that's what it looks like, huh? Like, it's like this extra long screen. But I mean, like I was seamless. very impressed that you couldn't see a seam in the middle yeah. where it folds, but I didn't know Amazing. if that was, like, CGI, you know? You get a hottie like Kong to hold something, and, you know, it just looks good. It just looks good. But yes, it did look like she was on a date with Detective O, but I was so distracted by this product pl- placement for this weird phone. Right. <laughs> yes. So... As we mentioned before, Sung Kwon has this evidence that Yiso has been kidnapped. And he also has Roy's old phone with like the text message from the mobsters. So Sung Kwon's like, okay, I'm going to take this into my own hands. Um, meanwhile, Assistant Kim breaks the news to Dae Hee that, uh, that Roy is in the hospital, but then he buries the lead that his own son is missing. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, and also, Gunsu's not By here. By the way, Gunsu didn't come to work today. Weird stuff. We can't, can't get a hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. Lot oh of, my gosh. A lot of logic issues. Um, so we meet up with Yisa and Gunsu, who are held um, in some kind of like weird cottage thing. They're like tied up or whatever. Uh, and Gunwon is enjoying emotionally torturing them, giving updates on Roy's condition. Um, and Yiso is like really acting it up. She like looks really distressed and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Gunwon leaves, she's like, okay. She like wipes her tears. She's like, time to get to business and starts like trying to untie herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was I'm- all a facade. Yeah. She knows what Gunwon's like, what would feed into his ego. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's very smart. smart. Which mm-hmm. good on her too, because it does seem like he. I mean, he says later, but he's like really ramping up to like I'm gonna kill Yusol because Yusol's the kill to Roy or the key to Roy. So you know, right? And and also like quite frankly, it's it's very sad. But to skip ahead, it seems like Gunwan does not feel that he has anything to live for at this point, and so he's just trying to create destruction in like in the wake of his own departure. Yes. Which is a very euphemistic way to describe what he's doing, which is yeah. very sad and bad. Well, you can also see that in how he talks to the mob boss because he's very rude to him. Um, very cheeky. Very cheeky. And, and even- I see now that he truly is a monster. Like before I kept I know I kept pushing this like idea that Gunwan isn't really a bad person. And I think that like when Gunwan was a child, maybe he wasn't really a bad person. And I will get more in depth into this once we get to his conversation with his father later. But I was like, no, he's he's like 
he's a bad person now. Yeah. He's crossed the la- the that, that line of no return. Yeah. Yeah. And even the mob boss's goons are like, I don't know about this guy. He seems kind of chaotic. I don't know that we should be working with him, you know? Yeah. About Gunwon. So while like all that's happening, Sun Quan comes to visit the mob boss and He Who. Oh, is that his name? I didn't know. Yeah, He Who. So he- the oh, yeah. goons are not happy that Sun Quan is here. And Someone's being very chaotic himself. He freaking calls the police while he's outnumbered by mobsters. Truly and- wild. And like, would you not be afraid they have a gun? Like, I would be afraid. I mean, I guess Steve said before that guns are not as. Sashimi knives is the standard. <laughs> right. Sashimi knives. Yeah. Would you be afraid that they have a sashimi, sh- a sa- sa- sashimi knife? They're going to slice you up? Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess it, it's a credit to Sungwon's uh, his 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 history with the gang before. It's like he still has some street cred, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even yes. though he left, and it's kind of like, you know, so he you know he's got some street cred there protecting him. He also does something really nice, I think, on his way or uh, while they're waiting for the police to show up, which is that he gives the same inspiring talk that Roy gave to him to the mm-hmm. other goons to be like, lift yourself up from this. This is not all you can be, which is. Very nice, I thought. And then he does this like <laughs> very funny flex where he yeah, pulls yeah. out his business card and he's <laughs> like, "Look who I am now! I'm the director of something for Itaewon Kureso Company." Yeah, it's like his message was, "Don't let other people determine your self worth. Let a business card determine mm. your self worth. Yeah, let a corporation determine <laughs> your self worth." I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Truth. Yes. And they're like, "Wow." And I do just right. want to go back. Real quick, because before this happens, we have started into what I am referring to as the uh, Black Panther death dream <gasps> sequence. I call them death dreams, mm-hmm. too. I yeah, was like, yeah. I, I like once once Roy was like dressed like his high school self and he was like in the yard at his high school. I was like, oh, my God, it's a Black Panther moment, like in Black Panther, obviously, where. Uh, where if we if you haven't seen Black Panther, um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> he dies for a minute, yeah. um, and he like you know, and he goes into this like dreamland, and he he sees his father or his his uncle, no, his father. Yes, he does it um, three times total. The first time is in that high school moment. The second time is what that like bar scene. Mm-hmm. where his dad teaches him how to drink and then the third one we'll get to don't worry about it we'll get to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. we'll get there we'll get there um so after the police officers i guess do their paperwork sunquan leaves um which seems wild that you're like a mob i i showed you the address to the mob boss and the police are like thank you for your service goodbye <laughs> and like, also oh. the police only took the goons they did not i guess go inside the office to see where he who and all like where all of like the operations are, they were just like, "Oh, the, okay, these two guys, yeah, we'll go, we got them." Yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm I'm confused now because did Sungwon go to the police station to rat out the these the this gang, or was he just reporting the fact that Kunzu and Isao have been have been kidnapped? No, I think the police like kind of picked up everyone at that address because remember Sungwon called the police while he was with the goons, um, in like. Yeah, and br- he- oh. Didn't I he thought that I thought he fake called them for some reason. No, I thought he, he was just kind of pa- calling their bluff. No, it looked like to me that he really called them, Actually and I did? believe he also said like, "Are you tracking this location?" Yeah, oh. well, because the oh. other goons are in jail, so if Sun Quan had just shown up to report it, it's like those two would have had to given give themselves up, you know, to end up in the cell. Yeah, I totally missed that. You know, I was because I was wondering why is the the gang boss is in his car, co- sitting comfortable in the parking lot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Why is he who in the car in the car? And then the they like the cops came and they only took the goons. Either way, the logic is off. <laughs> like something the is logic is something off. is weird. Because he who's in the um parking lot and Sungwon like confronts him, but he who denies all involvement and, and Sung-Gwan- also like. Sorry, I'm so yes, sorry no, please, to cut please. you off. I was just, I just, I, I wanted you just for one more second, just caught, get caught up in the logic because it seems that he who has had a lot of run-ins with the police and has spent a lot of time in the Korean carceral system. And so would you not think that you would not position yourself to be in front of the police station 
when two of your goons are inside the police station. The logic one billion won is so hard to turn down. But he doesn't he doesn't need to be there for the money. He just has to kill Yisa. <laughs> I have I have no idea why he's there. Uh, it just maybe, <laughs> maybe he, let's just chalk it up to this. Let's just chalk it up to the fact that we see glimpses of the gang boss, he who kind of have his like he says he's about the money, cash rules everything around me, cream, get the money. Dollar dollar but, bill, y'all. Yes, thank you. But he also kind of realizes, ah, oh, like, uh, I don't want I don't like Kunwan. He's kind of a crazy guy. And plus Roy, we've known him for 10 years and I like the boy. There's like a conflict. There's like a, I sense a conflict there. Right. Well, he was also saying like, I'm here to do this. Like, like he says this to, um, maybe I'm jumping ahead at this point, but he, he who says this to Gunwan at a point and is like, Hey, where's the rest of my money? Like you, I'm definitely skipping ahead. Sorry. Um, but he's just like, he's like, I'm, I'm doing the job that you asked. And then, uh, uh, Gunwan is like, oh, so one billion won or whatever the price is, is like worth more than 10 years of of like knowing Roy. Um, and I thought that was interesting because it, it looked like it was like making some wheels turn in here for Hugh. Mm-hmm. Kind of making him confront his decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope he who gets the redemption story he deserves. Um, I have a feeling that he's, I have a feeling that he's going to. They planted that seed real early. So, you know, they've got to, let it bloom. You must wrap this up, you guys. If you leave this, if you leave this hanging, you're going to be hearing from me about it. Yeah, can guarantee you that much. <laughs> so Suma, I'm going to talk about it on this podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. very bad, real bad. So Suha tells Dehi about Gunwon, you know, kidnapping Gisa and Gunsu, and Dehi's kind of like, whatevs about it. <laughs> Uh, he's first. He he doesn't like really believe her. He's like Gunwan doesn't have it in him to do to like be this evil. And then when presented with evidence, he's kind of like, "All right, well, gonna cover it up, I suppose." Um. Oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, this is very neither here nor there. But I don't know if you guys looked closely at those CCTV pictures. Uh, but Yisa was like, abducted on March seventeenth. 2020 and that's around the time that the world shut down oh no so we gotta wrap this up quick because covid is coming oh my god you guys you better you better move because the last place you want to be quarantined is with people you're holding a hostage Mm -hmm. okay so print that on a t-shirt think it over think it over (laughs) good eye wow that is a really good eye kathy and well yeah I was just going to think, I was like, when did it get to Korea? I will say it was, my logic is also doesn't match up because it probably came to a career before that. Because I remember we went into quarantine around that time. So right. America was late on the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. America was late on the quarantine. And I remember because I did manage to get my wisdom teeth removed before we went into quarantine, which was much better for me personally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And this is really about my comfort. The Korean um, Comfort Podcast. The your Korean Comfort, comfort, and comfort, and comfort Podcast. But I wanted to see what you guys thought. Because, um, like, he's like, I'm going to take care of this. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, do you, are you going to go kill Gunwon? <laughs> like, what are you talking? What do you guys think? I thought he was just going to bury it. Because, even like, this kind of scandal is going to ruin the stocks, right? Assuming Yeah, stocks- but how do you, I mean, like, how do you bury it when it seems like Gunwon is, like, so far off the deep end? I mean, you, you just throw uh, the the latest uh, gardener under the under the bus, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, once again, the logic is coming apart a little at the seams. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but Dehi seems to think he could take care of it. I don't know. I really got the vibe that he was going to try to kill Gunwan, even though that does seem wild. But Dehi is a wild man. I gotta say that's True. not the vibe I got. Steve, did you get that? Um, I didn't get the kill his uh eldest son vibe. <laughs> I I just got the um maybe throw him into like a, an asylum vibe or something. Mm. Or it like, seems I am the only one who got the vibe that know. Dehi was going to kill his son. So Well, I think we can all agree that Dehi wanted to cover this up quietly. However, whether that be with murder or forced 
uh, what's it called? When you force someone into an asylum. You know, that thing. 5150. Yes. Yes. I think that's the right thing. Yeah. Not not to do, but I think that's the right yeah. terminology. <laughs> oh, It's kind of a weird okay. position, right? Because it's like, Chang Dehi himself wouldn't directly murder somebody, but he has no qualms about covering up a murder. I don't know if there's a distinction to be made there, but... Yeah, well... Either they way. only have one episode to wrap it up, so and COVID is coming, y'all. We gotta get this <laughs> again. COVID the road. is coming. <laughs> Do like you guys when you start hearing about it, like back in December and January, start <sighs> stocking up on Clorox wipes. Mm-hmm. Buy stock in Zoom. Uh, Do you think this is why they suddenly accelerated Kunsu turning into this complete asshole, kind of all seemingly out of nowhere, and kind of made Roy suddenly be all over head over heels for Isa, which I felt like. It could have used more development there. Kind of feels like it came out of nowhere to me. Mm. But if you think about the timeline of the writer's room, you, maybe they're like, holy shit, we got to uh, wrap this up. We, we had 21 episodes, but fuck it. I thought That's you meant interesting. I thought you meant that maybe there were like some cut scenes where they're all watching coverage of COVID spreading in China and they're thinking of how their lives are so short. So they like start making more rash decisions. Oh, no, I was thinking outside of that actual narrative mm. of the show. In, in the production room, in the meetings and stuff. Uh, but I assume that the shoot, it was being shot. It must have been. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now. Well, either way, Sua is shook and resigns. from. Jonga. And she's got this little folder again. Steve, is this like, is this a common thing? If you're going to resign, you do it in this little folder? Like the letter? Well, no, well there was an envelope for her. The, the, the envelope had a resignation in it, right? The letter, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, was, it was labeled resignation. And then the folder was the evidence. Right. Uh, he wanted she wanted to present to Chang Dei. And she also has like a tiny zip up pouch. Um, oh yes. And yeah. that, that has evidence of all the legal stuff that Janga has done over the years. Which I personally I don't believe that Sua has been the savvy the entire time that she's been like collecting evidence. I don't I don't buy it. But yes, okay. She was such a company a man. Left field. Yeah. Yeah. But again, she saw the COVID coverage. She's like, oh no. Yes, so I'm I, I I don't see when it was filming, but it, the release was from January 31st to March 21st, 2020. Mm. So this like the 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 end of the the episodes we're watching now were releasing during COVID, which feels during wild. COVID. Yes, so I I assume production and the and the shooting of it all probably wrapped up in 2019. Yeah, I think yeah, this was yeah. pre-COVID, but yeah. I think it is kind of serendipitous that it's the series is kind of ending as like COVID is looming, even though that plays no part. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, while this is all happening, Roy is in his final death dream. Um, and in this sequence, he is like uh, he and his father are approaching a bridge. And his father's like, I'm going to, this is like, this leads to a place where there's no more pain. Like, you don't have to live with any pain anymore. Um, And it's very emotional. Roy's like, has to make a big decision if he wants to, I guess, presumably go towards death or stay and live. Um, And he says that, he kind of like makes his decision and he says that his nights are no longer painful because he has his friends and he wants to see a future with them. Um, Which is really nice. Yeah. Because it also seems like he's been living for someone else this whole series. Right. And he says that to his dad. He's like, it's been really hard because I missed you so much. And also, like, I've been living for like out. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's like something like I've been living like out of hatred for this family that's responsible for your death and for covering up your murder. Yes. Yeah. And it does seem like now he's ready to live for like love and the love of his friends and the love of Esau, even though that's a little weird. But, you know, <laughs> it's an but we'll improvement. take it as a as a stepping stone on the way to, you know, finding his true life's meaning. Yes. And getting in- away from living truly simply for revenge. Yes. Yes. And in the sequence. Tiring. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's he's tired of that life. He's like, OK, I'm I'm yes. this is hard. He's tired, but we're not because baby Ben Folds is back. 
Oh my That's God, right. here oh, we come. One last hurrah. And then at the end of the song, Roy wakes up and starts sobbing, presumably because the Benfold song is done. Right. Wait, really quick, because he says to his dad, he's like, they've had this like beautiful time together. And he like his dad is stepping onto the bridge and waiting for Roy to step onto the bridge as well. And Roy is like, I have a date. And I was like, ew, Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like such a shallow thing to say to your father who is past and it's trying to get you onto the bridge is to say, you know what? Actually, I got to see how, like, I got to see about a girl type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, is this is this about kidnapping and murder or is this a rom-com? Cause yeah, someone choose. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be both, but then it would, why did you kill the chicken if if it's both? Yeah. If it's a rom-com, why, why, did, why did you kill a chicken? You know, well, why? Yes. I didn't oh, like man. it. And and his dad, the way he walks off by himself <laughs> on that bridge looks so sad. Yeah. After saying he's proud of him. And yeah. he really and also this is different from in Black Panther. Because in Black Panther, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler oh. alert. His alert. father is like, you like like you have more to do. Like, please stay here. Please wake up. And in this Instead, the father is like, all right, let's go. I see that you've been in pain. We're going to we're just going to take a quick trip uh, across this bridge. And I thought that was like very interesting and like felt kind of out of character for the dad who is like. Like very much in the one episode we saw him in was like, be happy, like, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I think they're just trying to milk the whole emotional arc of that scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. The for dad sure. does say, I am proud of you. You know, that, that like when Roy reveals like, you know what? I have other things to live for. Then the dad's like, yep, that's the fi- that's the final lesson. Mm, yeah. You know, as long test. as you're alive, you can do anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for realizing that. Although there must be a part of him that's also sad that he won't get to be with his son yet, which is. But soon. Right. But ostensibly, they will get to be together once Roy does pass. Yeah, on we a all die. Term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll all eventually. Yeah. And we yeah. all go get to see be with this this nice Korean dad when oh, we do. I hope so. Mm. Oh, and it was so sad when Roy <laughs> when Roy was like. He was like, if I get reincarnated in next life, I hope I come back again as your son. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I was so sad. That's like the ultimate, like, expression of love, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's just so a- an nice. affirmation. He has no regrets. No yeah. regrets. Man. And I think uh, as a Korean American male, like, I don't know. I think anybody can relate to this scene, but it feels like even more poignant because um, personally speaking, I've never heard my dad say I'm proud of you or express very directly with words like, oh, I love you or anything like that. Mm. So it's kind of like, I feel like I'm not alone. Mm. I feel like there's probably a lot of other Korean men out there who don't get this kind of wholesome nurturing kind of father experience like the way that Roy is getting in this and that's why I kind of like I think that's kind of why they really laid into the scene mm-hmm. even more so than maybe some people will watch it and be like why is this dragging on for so long but um I don't know I think uh if you're a Korean man you kind of it hits different yeah for sure yeah okay Moving on. Well, <laughs> hold on to that nice feeling for as long as you can because the next Oof. feeling is not so nice. Which is Gunwon calling Dehi to confess about his kidnapping and like attempted murder. And he's so like very chill about it. And like Dehi, like if you change the content of what they're saying, like it's it has very much the vibe of like. I was going to say I crashed a car. That's a terrible example. <laughs> but like it has a very much different vibe of like Gunwon being like a, a sullen teenager being like, uh, I stole a hundred bucks out of your wallet. And then Dehi being like, oh, you 
still a hundred bucks. Again, like, come on, we talked about this before. And like, the vibe is like very odd for being like, did you kidnap them? I did kidnap them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like... But he's also like, he he's, I think Gunwon, uh, the actor who plays Gunwon, does a really good job at like minimalist acting. Like you could see. He's oh, like, for sure. He's really holding it in. And like, he says at one point, he's like, uh, you are the only one who can stop me from doing mm-hmm. it, uh, from doing what I'm about to do. But then, like, again, the logic hangs up right after that, like, doesn't give him the opportunity to be like, OK, wait, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and also, he doesn't say, like, what he wants. Like, it, I, I'm not clear on if what Gunwan wants is for Dehi to say, OK, Jungko is yours, like, or if he just wants to, like, if if he's more like in the realm of I want you to apologize mm. for like shitting on me so and like sending me to jail. Well, um, to me, it's clear that Gunwan just wanted his dad to be proud of him. Yeah, yeah, but like, just- what does he want n- now? Because like, because he's like, you're the only one who can stop me. Hmm. Yeah. What do you want a- now? I totally agree, Steve. I got that too that he was like, I wanted you to be proud of me and you weren't. And I guess maybe this is the distinction between what I've been pushing this entire time, which is that I didn't think that Gunwan was truly a bad person, that he was just trying to be this to fit what he thought his father wanted. And maybe that is, I think that's probably still true. And that now he truly is like a like now he has become the villain fully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can especially see that as he goes to see Gunsu and Yisaw, who he thinks is still tied up, but he only sees Yisaw tied up. But we know she's not because we saw her untie herself. Um, and Gunsu is missing from the chair. So like a dummy, and then not Gunwon's finest moment. He no. walks into what is clearly a trap. Feels huh? like if huh? you've seen one movie before, you could guess <laughs> that Gunsu would be behind the door to get you when you come in. This is and a- he even had the he even had the advantage of being able to see into the room before yeah. he got into the room. Uh rookie mistake. I mean, this is a man who like you know is friends with mobsters, and he didn't see this coming. And it's, it does, I guess in his defense, I don't know why I'd be defending him at all, but it seems like he's had quite a few beers at this point. So maybe uh, he's... okay. And That's he's true. like, you know, Fair it enough. seemed to me that he had like drunk out his father. He's like a little emotional right now. Maybe he's not thinking clearly. Maybe he just like thought that his brother and Yisol weren't going to be smart enough to come up with a plan. Although I really don't think that you should ever think that Yisol wouldn't have a no. plan. And I will say, not not to hammer into it, but he is drinking Kolsch's, which are a lighter beer, so you'd have to drink a lot of them, unless he has a very low tolerance. So perhaps... That's has... all very interesting. Okay. Well, we'll let prison, it go for the moment. Yeah. Um, Let's look up the ABV, prison, so though, because I'm curious. I think it's around Your four. alcohol tolerance probably shoots, goes way down while you're in prison. So Or... I think okay, that makes sense, Steve. Yeah, because, well, unless they're, like, brewing some toilet wine. Ooh. Which they could be. They could be. And they I would guess be. that would be quite potent, but yes. uh, what do I know? Hmm. Well, Gunwon's not the only one who's being very scary, because is also being very scary <laughs> in this scene, because she straight up wants to murder Gunwon. And mm-hmm. the, the, this stick they have, we don't know where it came from. It's very sharp on one end, but... Gunsu has used the blunt end to hit his brother over the head, which makes sense. But then they do not take this very sharp, heavy stick with them, which I guess kind of it's I guess it's not really heavy. So, like, I guess it kind of makes sense because you don't want to slow you down. But I was like, are you guys not worried? Like, are you guys not worried that anybody else is going to you guys didn't knock him out cold. You didn't knock Gunwan out. He's just like in pain. Right. And you have no way of escaping. You have no car. Yeah, no one took his keys. <sighs> rookie again, rookie mistakes. Watch a I movie. I mean, I've never been, I've never been kidnapped. Hope to never know. Um, but <laughs> you would yeah. think that you would want to hit him harder so that he goes out cold, grab his car keys, and then you could go take the car and go, or at least tie him up. You need to incapacitate him. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to unlock a car for which they do not have the keys. Like, guys. You haven't been kidnapped for that long to forget about car keys. 
it is uncharacteristic of Yisha to have overlooked that detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really a bummer for them because then they get caught between what is presumably the mob boss's car and Gunwon coming from behind. So they are really screwed. Mm-hmm. Um. So meanwhile, Roy is awake at the hospital. You know, he had his little cry fest. We love that for him. Feels very refreshed, probably. Um, mm-hmm. And then was like, okay, I need to go and find Yisha. But Sua like begs him to stay. It's really it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh and she tries like multiple times. He's like, no thanks. And she's like, but And she's been like waiting by his bedside as he's been unconscious. Like she has been doting. Yes. As only a person in love does, I suppose. Yes. What a bummer to like dedicate truly like eleven years of your life. Like not dating. Fifteen, anyone. I think. Oh, fifteen at this point. Oh, I had my math wrong. What a bummer. And he's just like, that- I changed my mind. I mean, oh. this is what this is what I have been harping on the entire time. This is why you say up front, do you like me? Yes, I like you. No, I don't like you. Whatever. Get your answer and then start moving accordingly. Do not do this kind of thing where someone's like, I put you on hold. I put you on layaway. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll come back for you later kind of a thing. They won't. They won't do it. You're wasting (laughs) your time. And then you get suckered like this. She's been at the hospital for several days, probably sleeping, on a chair, in the waiting room, or whatever, and then come to find out that Roy is like, I have to go to Yisol, which is like, not even like, it, it's also like, Roy, this is kind of bad timing, I suppose. Like, you you could have just said, like, I need to go to Yisol right now because she's been kidnapped. You know, <laughs> yeah. also need to be like, hey, I need to go to Yisol right now. I know you've been hanging out. Thanks for being here. Um, I don't like you, actually. I decided that I liked Yisol. I know that we had this, like, packed thing going on for the last 15 years but like we never actually shook on it so man it is rough oh Oh, man and also i'm like girl you're like 30 early 30s at this point you know and a homeowner who just quit her job how are you gonna pay that mortgage you got played girl oh i mean she kind of played herself too. Oh, she, she for sure played she herself. Did. For sure she played herself. Yeah. And when both people are playing the same person, it's not going to end well. And it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Oh, it didn't. So at this point, we were for sure that this next final episode will end with a happily ever after of some sort with Yisa and Roy. Well, we think that, right? Because Roy leaves with Sun Guan and like makes it to Dehi because he thinks he knows where Gunwon is. And Dehi says he does know where he is, but he needs one more thing from Roy to get that information. And it's for him to kneel before him. And, and I was just going to say, I love a good callback, but this is fucked. Yeah, this is real fucked. And Roy does it. Roy fucking does it. Well, Roy gets on his knees. We don't see if he bows yet, but I mean, it's assumed that he would yes. bow. Yeah. I mean, Chang Dehi, the actor, does a great job of looking like an obsessed psycho. Oh, so good. When Even when he's, and, but he still looks like he's like gravely ill at the same time. Yeah. He's very yeah. incredible. He's got this weird obsession fetish with people kneeling before him. <laughs> Yeah. And Roy's like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Don't mean nothing to me. As long as it means that I can save the people I love. And this is how you know that Dehi is chaotic evil is Mm. because when his own son is has been kidnapped, is being held hostage. We don't know what could happen to him. And in a hostage situation, I would assume that everyone universally feels that every moment counts. Uh, He's like real quick, though. (laughs) <laughs> do me this one thing also i'm dying but do this real quick for me well also roy takes forever to get oh on my his god knees. like time is of the essence time is of the essence everyone everyone oh man time is of the essence let's hurry this up the ego so hard to let go of the ego yikes yikes <sighs> i wanted to ask what everybody thinks it's going to happen to Yisa and uh, Gunsu. I think Gunsu's dead. 
I think he's dead meat. Oh, okay. Only way to Steve? redeem himself. Mm, you're right. Kunzu needs to redeem himself. I don't know. I don't know. Um, didn't think about it. But yeah, what happens? <laughs> yeah, what? How do you tie it up? Uh, I mean, I got a vibe. Uh from the moment and that's why I'm asking to see if other people got the same vibe but I think similarly to earlier in this episode where I got a vibe <laughs> where a vibe didn't exist I think I got a vibe here where a vibe didn't exist what was the vibe? I think that the mob boss is thinking about what Gunwan said to him earlier like how he treated him how he was like oh one billion won is worth more to you than ten years with uh, of like relationship with Roy and that I think that the mob boss is going to not kill Yisa. I think he's going to call off the. <gasps> oh, I, I think love he's that. Call off the lackey. Oh, you know what I? Oh, oh, oh! I have an I have an idea. Maybe so. The you know mob boss has his gut out, and he's like, "No, I'm not gonna do it." And then Gunwan's like, "No, you have to do it." And then grabs the gun or the sashimi knife, whatever the weapon of choice. The sashimi knife. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were all carrying around just yes. in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very portable sashimi knife. Uh, and like lunges towards Yisa, and Gunsu's like, "No!" and jumps in front of Yisa and gets uh slashed or shot and dies. And he's like, "Oh, I, if I can't live with," I you, mean, I'm... you're really, you really think that Gunsu's gonna die? <laughs> all roads lead to his death. <laughs> all roads. Wow. Okay. Oh man, I just can't shake the. I I want Tony to show up somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, where the fuck's Tony? And like he's in MIA. Uh, Tony and Harmony are having a nice time on Dead Two. I hope so. They are. They're like out. Nice they're time. like having tea. You know, they're ha- they're having sashimi. You know, they're using their sashimi knives to eat. For you know, yeah, purpose. Yeah. There's gonna be a smash yeah. cut of them enjoying sushi being cut with a sashimi knife, and then cut to uh, the gangster, the mob boss gangster sushi. Well, you know, I hope. Uh, Tony and Halmoni are having a good time because they're gonna have to go inside soon because COVID is coming. And oh my god, Co- and maybe that's COVID maybe that's coming. where they are. They already know that it's coming, mm. and so they have like gone into a bunker in Halmoni's house, mm-hmm. and they they they've already got their Clorox wipes. They already bought loaves of bread. Mm. Like they were like, I, we've heard about this thing, and unlike everybody in America who's going to be completely like go nuts at the grocery store. We have gotten only the number of supplies that we need, and we're sheltering in place in our houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have enough puzzles to last us oh. 20 years. You know how many has like a million puzzles because she's ready for this moment. She's got so many puzzles. She has pre-ordered Animal Crossing for Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. She's on top of it. <laughs> And she's got plenty of time to catch up with her grandson. Mm-hmm. Which is really, honestly, really nice. Yeah. I mean, COVID's terrible, <laughs> obviously. But, like, you know, for them to have an opportunity to have a spinoff show where it's just them getting to know one another after all these years. Putting the pieces together of their family. Mm-hmm. And of their Tony, I- tell us where your mom is. You know, what's yeah. going on with her? You know what? I think um, what has to happen is uh, I think Yisa has to die. <gasps> you think Yisa has to die? I, but it's going to be of her own volition. Mm. She's going to, she sees that Roy she's gonna or Kunsu. She's going to sacrifice herself. She's going to sacrifice herself. Yeah. And then Roy's going to be like, oh, all right, plan B, I guess. All right, so I'll come <gasps> oh, here. Oh, that's even worse. That's even <laughs> worse. <laughs> oh, no. There can be no happy ending. Because you know she's going to be like, Yay. <laughs> oh no. And it's gonna be like this just really unhappy uh marriage between Sua and Roy and then like, I mean uh, uh, Sua, if you like if you marry Roy after that, you know, knowing that he doesn't like you and that you're like j- just get, get there, you know, then that's really then Or, or maybe really maybe the, the the less the, the kind of theme is that Everyone's been not in a relationship for so long, and it's going to stay that mm, way. I'm okay with that. I think that that's fine. I don't think anybody's going to die. <gasps> um, Shocking. That's my hot take. Is I don't. I think I don't think that anybody's going to die. <gasps> oh, but wow. gosh, I could <gasps> be wrong. I could. I, I maybe I'm just being influenced by all of the like. Um, rom communist that mm. has been happening recently that I'm like, oh, no one else is going to die. It's a rom-com. You know what, though? Here's another thought. 
Do you think it's possible that actually of all the people, the most unlikeliest character, Chang Dehi, he himself makes some sort of sacrifice. And therefore, suddenly Roy feels like this isn't the revenge that I wanted, you know? We know Roy can't get his sweet, sweet revenge the way he planned. Mm-hmm. That, that would be um, kind of dumb and kind of a weird message. But I think Roy's, you know, I, I don't think Roy cares about it anymore. And that's why he like knelt and that's why he left his dad. Um, yeah, because he has a new like he has a new lease on life. He has new things to live for. He doesn't have to live for the revenge anymore. He can live um, like he doesn't right, right, need right. to live in pursuit of taking down John Kako. He can just live in pursuit of like his own success. Yeah, I don't I don't get the vibe from Dehi that he's going to make a sacrifice. I do think he's going to die. But that's <laughs> like he he's like terminally ill. Like so I think that that die. I think somebody will die. But I don't think it's I don't think it's in like a uh like violent like you know yeah. that sort of a way but i do see i i do think that day he might die as a way to like kind of close out symbolize closing out that chapter mm. mm-hmm. and then they go clubbing and to sungwon's new nightclub in Itaewon. oh sungwon terrible time to open a nightclub Terrible, Terrible to open a oh nightclub. No, oh no, someone signed the lease, no. and then they were oh, like, shit. "Everybody needs to shelter in place." Well, can he can he do to go orders? I mean, I don't think he has oh. like a permit for food service. No. Like, I think that he is. But is the lease uh, for a building owned by Lone Shark Grandma, perhaps? Okay, then. Now that's interesting. Okay. Now that's interesting. Then he's protected, hopefully. Although I did, I do feel like I heard that. Uh, Korea opened up again more quickly than the United States mm. did because they had overall been more responsible throughout the pandemic regarding like uh, testing and like keeping people safe and quarantining people after travel type of a thing. So maybe maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing for Sun Kwan. Maybe maybe he will be able to recover. That's true. It. You're right. You're right. We you know we forget in America that we had it pretty bad for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not everywhere else like was like that in the world. Yeah. Okay, predictions yeah. for any other major characters. So we've got Tony and how many chilling in Jeju. Jeju. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Sun Kwan opened his own nightclub. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and everyone dies. Detective O. <laughs> and dies. Detective O and uh uh Kang? Kang. I feel like they're already dating they gonna... and the show just didn't tell us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they're keeping it on the yeah. They do not seem like the kind of people who would be like, especially not Kong, does not seem like the kind of person who would be like, do you like me? Okay, I just was asking. Okay, cool. Glad to know you like me. No, I mean, I don't think we should date right now because I want you to have more money first or whatever it is. She seems very much like she's like, do you like me? No, that's fine. We can still be work colleagues. Yeah. We can still get coffee together. Because that's all they ever seem to do. Because they're dating. Because they're dating. And you know they're dating because Hyewon isn't there. Mm-hmm. They got a sitter. Oh. They got a sitter uh, for Hyewon. Isn't she supposed to be in like high school at this point? I think she's like middle school age. Because she was like seven or eight before. Yeah, okay. but, you know, Detective O is very protective of her only child. The mother died, you know, that whole thing. It is true. It's true. Terrible. Hmm. A lot of uh, storylines to wrap In up. In one more episode. Oh. Wow. One more to go. One more to go. Oh, man. Wild stuff. So wild. What a ride. It's even it feels even wilder now knowing that this came out in the same like period of life that we're still living in. Not the same calendar year, but the same like phase, I guess. Mm -hmm. Felt so wild, especially because like Secret Garden, when we watched that, that had come out like 10 years ago. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up Secret Garden. Yeah, no, yuck. We'll find out how the writers pull their magic. They're magical pens together. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see.
All right. Tune in next time. Thanks for tuning in. Wait, what did I say? Whatever. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue. And our executive producers are Will Choi, Phil Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace. Peace.